This podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. My name is Matt. And I'm Mac. And this is Sip of Success. So good morning, Matt. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's a pretty quick week. Flew by really quickly. Oh, I know. It How did. are you? Thank, thank goodness. It seemed like I had so much to do this week and I just, time's flying by as you're doing it, you know? I know. Uh, it's, al- it's almost the end of the semester too, which is crazy. Isn't that weird? I can't, it seems like just yesterday it was literally March. We were all like, what is that? I know it's well, flown by this year. It really has. How are, you, are you sipping on anything? I was earlier. I was sipping on Duncan, but I finished it. Oh, Duncan with a shot get. of espresso in it. The best. Uh, yeah. Get. Um, just that I always I get an iced coffee and then I do a shot of espresso in it. Oh, you don't do flavorings? Um, I try. I did hazelnut today, but I don't really like sweetener mm. in my coffee. Mm. Interesting. So, I know we need yeah. to. We need to. Get, when we're back in person, we'll bring. I know. We'll go back to trying local Columbia coffee shops. And oh, bring that'll be in. great. I'm drinking a um, fall edition kombucha that tastes like apple cider. So you know, spooky season for at least three oh, more awesome. days, <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, the Thanksgiving blend at Starbucks. I know we've we've done that oh, one before yes. on the podcast. It's my favorite. So. I don't like Starbucks coffee. It's so yummy. Yeah. Well, I know we have a special guest. Yeah, so this is, uh, we have Justina on. She worked for Student Health Services um, with the mental health area. Um, she does a lot of like stress consultations. I think that's actually how uh, Justina and I first met my God, sophomore year, maybe. I was a disaster, as per usual. And she uh, gave me some coping mechanisms to deal with my stress and being overwhelmed. So she's awesome. Uh, Justina, you can... In- finish introducing yourself I don't know if that was a good a good introduction or not no that's perfect yeah I'm part of a healthy campus initiatives team within student health services we do a lot of health outreach education advocacy prevention stuff yeah no we're excited to have you on Justina I know our topic today is like mindfulness so like self-care and I feel like I mean maybe it's because I'm like between being an RM and teaching a U101 class like hear about mindfulness and like self-care all the time but I definitely think at USC, you guys do a really good job at, you know, between like the health center, student government initiatives, and just like overall student organizations, like really in the past few years, I felt like I've really pushed, especially right now with like COVID and everything going on, like taking time for yourself and like self-care, especially with like the Zoom fatigue, I feel like that everyone's getting right now. It's huge. Yeah, I think, you know, there's always a need for it, but I think it's just even more amplified just because so many of us are even depleting our reserves at this point. And because of how much things have shifted, a lot of self-care strategies and coping skills we might have utilized in the past might not be as readily available because of a global pandemic and everything else that's going on in the world. So definitely some pivoting and readjusting that a lot of us have had to do. Yeah, for sure. But my, my first question I kind of have is, and I when I did my U101 class with my students, they kind of asked this right off the bat, but what exactly is like mindfulness or how would you describe it? Um, so the way that we teach mindfulness is based off of John Kabat-Zinn's mindfulness-based stress reduction. So the definition that he uses and the one that we also adhere to is that mindfulness is awareness 
that arises when we non-judgmentally pay attention in the present moment. It cultivates access to being aware of what's happening around us and without being overly reactive or overwhelmed by what's going on. So that definition is super beefy in and of itself, but it starts to address some of the attitudes like non-judgmental acceptance, being able to let go, beginner's mind, all the attitudes that help to lay the foundation of mindfulness, they're all packed in there. Yeah, I think that's a, a kind of a good definition though. It, like you said, it encompasses everything. So that's always, it's always a good definition to know all of its uh, parameters, I guess. So um, why is mindfulness important for students to practice in their um, everyday life? So I guess y'all can even attest to this. How many times are you guys going through a moment and you're not fully present right here? You're either thinking about a project you have to do later today or a meeting you've got or a class or when you're in this moment, you're reflecting on things that have already happened in the past. I don't know if that's relatable at all you know all the time all the time yeah, especially with <laughs> online class it's easy to yeah. do yeah right especially because you're in a, in a screen and there's solid distractions around and it's really easy i mean if anybody anybody that really knows me well knows that if i had an opportunity i would go back to a blackberry with no touch screen minimal internet to not have all the distractions because i feel like our access to technology has definitely changed our ability to stay focused and present and engaged because everything's so readily available at all times. But mindfulness is just important because we're not present. We don't give ourselves that space to be with what's happening right now. Not only the good, but also the bad that's happening. We just try and often push that off and ignore it. And we know long-term that has a lot of negative consequences. So mindfulness just gives us this ability to just exist. You don't have to always agree or like it, but we can do our best to accept it. And after we've created that space to let it be, then we can try to let it go and allow ourselves to move past it. Um, a lot of the times when we encounter situations, our brains tell us like, hey, we've been in a similar situation. I know how to handle this. And because of that, sometimes we fall into patterns and maybe those patterns don't always serve us. So one of the things that mindfulness focuses on is curiosity, introducing that beginner's mind and encountering situations with wonder rather than like, oh, it's another day again, it's this, it's this. And it's easy to get caught up in that cycle of things and just kind of feel like we're moving through the motions and not really being present with it. So mindfulness teaches us to, to be where our feet are. Yeah, no, I think that's a like really great thing is like the curiosity aspect of it and like constantly having like, I guess like a growth mindset per se. Very much so. Yeah. I think they're, they're very entwined. I think even talking about resilience, mindfulness really supports resilience and growth, um, our ability to encounter difficult situations, be present with them, but see how to adapt and move on as well. Yeah. And off of like, obviously mindfulness is a huge part of like, you want, I want to be mindful to like not have as much stress and anxiety, but I know like there's a lot of statistics out there for like U of SC specifically about statistics on like anxiety and stress, but do you have like anything that you can throw out to just show how like prevalent so that students realize like they're not alone, when yeah. they, especially right now? Definitely. So um, at USC, we do, we participate in the National College Health Assessment. That's a survey that's administered every odd year spring. And it gives us a really good snapshot of health behaviors, the health environment on campus, but also gives us an idea of how we can better support the students too, from what areas y'all want information and how we can provide that. 
And one of the questions that I always look to um, are the top academic impediments. So we're constantly against this. We're constantly working against the thought that, you know, wellness is over here and everything else in life has to always be so separated, but you really can't talk about one thing without the other. And that when wellness is so robust and one question on that survey asks what students feel are their top academic impediments. So we have the question that shows, hey, students are saying these areas of their health and wellness are directly impacting their ability to be successful students. Um, and year after year, stress is up on the top of the list. Um, depression, anxiety, sleep difficulties. I think this past time we did it in 2019, it was the first time that cold and flu weren't on there and it was bumped out by depression. So I'm really curious to see when we do NACHA in the spring of this upcoming semester, what it looks like now, because it's gonna be you know, completely shifted around because of everything that we're dealing with. But stress continues to be one of the top academic impediments. And we know that mindfulness can directly have an impact on our stress and how we respond and react. Yeah, that's kind of significant. I mean, for it to have um, dumped, or I guess jumped ahead of cold and flu, I mean, that's, that's wild. I don't know, it's a lot to think about. Um, so I guess getting into some of the more happy sides of things, uh, what would you say that are benefits of mindfulness activities, doing them every day? Um, so I would say one really big thing is it can change how we intentionally respond versus react to situations. We can give our body that cue by taking just a longer breath like a longer exhale or really intentionally slowing our breath down, we can tell our body like, hey, we don't have to jump into fight, flight, freeze mode right now. We can like manually override that switch in our body. So when we do that, we can slow things down to create that space to intentionally cultivate our response versus just that emotional reaction that happens when our body is like in that heightened sense of awareness. Um, there's a lot around mindfulness and being able to have improved quality of sleep. And we know that sleep, like I said, is a top academic impediment. So one of the big things is we notice that racing mind before we go to bed. And that racing mind is often full of, what did I do today? What do I still have to do? All of our sudden our brain is like, remember that really awkward conversation you had with that person you had a crush on like seven years ago? Let's relive that awkwardness right now. And it always happens right before we're going to bed. So if we can be more present in that moment and turn to something like our breath, give ourselves that permission to pay attention to that rather than the racing thoughts, we can unwind and get that restful, restorative sleep that we know we need. Um, it can help us have better self-compassion. So as humans, we are very judgmental of ourselves but are very quick to give grace to other people. And we overlook the fact that we're also imperfectly perfect humans. So it gives us that space to accept that sometimes things don't always go the way that we planned, but that's okay. That's part of the wave. That's part of that impermanence of life. It's part of just knowing that it's not always gonna be like that. And we can ride that wave and have the peaks, the troughs, the ebbs, the flow, no matter how, how they continue. Yeah, I think like you mentioned, like a lot of different ways and how it affects, I think it affects like everything in your life really when you're more mindful. But yeah. what are some like really, and you like mentioned a few like paying attention to your breath and like 
your body, but what are some other ways for like students specifically or just everyday people that they can practice like mindfulness just like right off the bat today? Yeah. So a question for y'all, when's the last time you actually brushed your teeth and count into 30 seconds as you brush like each quadrant of your mouth to brush your teeth for an uninterrupted two minutes like you're supposed to? Never. I always have my headphones and listening to something, so I don't. Yeah, probably years ago. (laughs) So that's a good challenge. That's a really good start because it starts to bring our awareness. So when you go brush your teeth tonight before you go to bed, count 30 seconds as you brush each quadrant and every time you get distracted come back to one so when we do things like that that's how we can incorporate mindfulness into things you already do rather than feeling like it's a whole new practice that we have to take on Um, anytime that you're studying it's really easy to notice that you've had to reread a page a few times or redo a pro- like one of the problems that you're working on because our mind is somewhere else. So checking in with what kind of thoughts are coming up, what other things can you put in a parking lot to address later so when you're studying, allowing yourself to be fully present. Um, Mealtime, I would say, is a really natural spot. Anything within your day that you would think is like pretty sensory rich because that allows us to be that much more present because our senses are continuing to be engaged too. So, you know, for this and talking about having like whatever coffee you're sipping on, trying to have it in a regular mug and seeing if you can incorporate some time into your morning to be present with the coffee that you're drinking rather than feeling like you have to have it in a to-go cup because you're running from one thing to another or eating a meal in front of a screen because a lot of the times we're going through our day-to-day because our society promotes this constant busyness and we think busy always has to equate with being successful and busy doesn't have to be successful. We know that the rest and rejuvenation that we can get in life is just as important. So things that can help us to slow down. Um, When we're eating, noticing the different tastes and textures of the meals that we've prepared or been a part of preparing even thinking about how to express gratitude for the food that we have on our, on, the, on our plates, on the table, thinking about all the people that have been a part of it. So being grateful for the farmers, the producers, the truck drivers, the people in the grocery stores, anybody that's helped prepare your food, all of that, just being a little bit more aware of that. Um, one thing that has stuck with me and <laughs> is one that I always turn to. One of my meditation teachers brought up the fact that a lot of folks um, either prepare for conversations they're gonna have later that day in the shower or at the end of the day, they run through conversations they had. So she was like, think about physically introducing those people into that really intimate space of your own while you're having your shower. And that really helps to bring that awareness of like how many different things are we doing while we're supposed to have one task at hand walking anywhere on campus, walking to and from your car, just going on a walk and being outside. I mean, right now, as the seasons are changing, noticing just how brilliant the fire colors of the leaves are on the trees. And there's just so many opportunities and things in life that we're missing because we're just so focused on on what's next. What's the next thing I have to accomplish? What's on my to-do list? What is, you know, awaiting me later today rather than like, no, I'm right here. I'm in this moment with y'all and and this is what I know, this is what exists right now, and this is what I can put my energy and effort towards. Wow, that was really profound. Um, <laughs> I really like what you said about the coffee cup and just putting your coffee in a cup 
a non-to-go mug. I mean, I feel like I never, I, I can't remember the last time during the school year that I've done that. When I go home for Christmas break, I'll watch HGTV. I'll wake up when I want and I'll sip on my cup of coffee and it's amazing. And I feel so good doing it. Um, but I don't do that when I'm at school ever, literally ever. So uh, that's, that's quite maybe something I'll try to incorporate more into my routine. Um, so Justina, we'll see how this goes over since we're not in person, but we would like, Matt and I would like to be walked through a mindfulness exercise. Can you think you can do that? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Okay. So we're, because we talked about the breath, um, and I think that's just one of the most accessible and easy ways to begin to think about a grounding exercise or something that's can be, that can be like our actual anchor to the present moment. And because our breath can give us that that switch from going from fight, flight, freeze to going to a little bit more of a rest and digest. So I'm gonna ask y'all to close your eyes and just allow yourselves to find a comfortable position. That means checking in with certain parts of your body where you often carry tension or tightness. Our forehead, our shoulders. Without really noticing it, we often carry a lot of tension in our jaw. So checking in if your tongue is pressing up to the roof of your mouth right now and you're clenching your jaw without even noticing it. Allow yourself just to root a little bit more deeply into the chair that you're sitting in to feel that support below you. Just melting into this moment. take one hand and put it on your heart and one hand on your belly. Just notice what it feels like to have the breath enter and leave the body. Knowing there's nothing else you need to be doing right now, nowhere else that you need to be, just giving yourself this permission for some stillness. And then your next in-breath, see if you can intentionally have the hand that's on the belly be the one that rises on the in-breath. And then releasing that breath. Focusing on taking those deep belly breaths to give your body that cue that it's okay to relax. Your mind's gonna wander. That's totally normal. That's what our minds do. But mindfulness is all about noticing that awareness when our mind has wandered and coming back to whatever our anchor is. And in this moment, it's our breath. And every time we wander away from that breath, we come back to those physical sensations. The feeling of the hand as it rises on our belly on the in-breath and gently collapses back down on the out breath.
not trying to force the breath or regulate it in any way. Just trusting that the body is taking in and releases all and releasing all that it needs. Knowing that each breath is unique and that this breath will never happen again, just like this moment is unique. Allowing yourselves to be fully present for the duration of that in-breath and out-breath. Noticing what it's like when the belly rises on that in-breath. And observing all the sensations as the rib cage and belly gently collapse back down on the out-breath. And introducing some curiosity along the way. Where else do you feel the sensations of the breath? Maybe there's a tickle under your nose on the exhale. And as we begin to slowly come to a close, just taking a moment to express gratitude for this moment for the stillness you've introduced, for taking just a few moments to yourself. And whenever you feel ready, just gently introducing intentional movements, maybe wiggling fingers and toes. Whenever you feel ready, opening eyes back up. Oh, that was great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, kind I'm, of like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. You should do, know, um, <laughs> yeah, you need to do like videos, like ASMR videos. <laughs> Just, you know, that was great. Justina, please start an ASMR channel. We'll plug it on the Instagram for you. Yeah, that was awesome. Thank you. It was definitely, when you mentioned like the jaw piece, yeah. I never noticed before, like how like much tension I have in like like with the, my mouth or my tongue on the roof of my mouth, like that was the hardest part for sure. Yeah, there's like certain parts of our body we don't even notice that we're carrying that tension as we like go through our day to day. Our hands are another big one too. We'll notice that like we're clenching our fists without noticing it. And might notice at the end of the day, like, oh my gosh, yeah, my hands are, are feeling a little bit. Or shoulders, mm -hmm. that's like one of the most prevalent ones, shoulders, jaws, forehead, you'll just see that mouth and you'll feel that, that mouth in that happen. Yeah. Before like we wrap up, I wanted to ask, when do you like, yeah. or when do you like do this mindfulness activity or like, when do you recommend like students do it? Like in the morning, afternoon, like night, or is it like by person, like when they're most anxious or stressed, would you say? I would say it totally depends based off of the person. For some folks, they'll say that it helps them unwind and it's really relaxing. So they prefer to do it before bed. For some folks, it's really energizing and they might feel really and they just took a quick power nap afterwards and feel rejuvenated. So I strongly encourage folks just to start with really small increments because 
I mean, I'm sure y'all notice this even without that brief practice that it's really different. Mm. Our thoughts are not used to being slow like that and us really holding our awareness on one thing at a time. So I encourage starting with just like two, three minutes at a time tops. Um, if you want to look for a guided meditation to join and check out, we have some longer ones at Student Health Services through our Calm Oasis space. We have a midday meditation every day of the week. Um, right now that's hosted virtually on our Gamecocks Live Well Facebook page. But if you're looking for anything else, um, this is my personal bias totally being introduced. Um, I like the app Insight Timer and 10% Happier. And then if you prefer some kind of mindful movement as well, because it is nice to kind of get out of our heads and just move our bodies sometimes, we do have yoga classes as well throughout the course of the week through Student Health Services, um, Mondays at 5.15, Wednesdays and Fridays at noon. And if you can't join us live, um, those are all saved on our Healthy Carolina Facebook page too. Oh, that's awesome. And what other, I was going to ask, that was like my next question, like yeah. resources this semester or like, because isn't there like a Zen garden or like a yoga space in the student health center? Yeah. Um, so we do have our Calm Oasis space in the Center for Health and Wellbeing. At this point in time, it is going to be put on hold um, for having folks participating in person. So a lot of our stuff has just moved virtually. Um, but honestly, you don't necessarily have to have a cultivated space for it too, because that can often be a barrier. Like people think it has to be, you know, the super secluded absolutely pristine area and that's really not the case in life sometimes we can't always find that space I mean I've personally done awareness of breath meditations while sitting in my car sometimes because I'm like I need this right now before I can keep going with my day or wherever it may be so yeah it's nice to have a space but I encourage folks just to see what works for them there's walking meditations that you can do there's different guided imagery meditations so there's a whole whole slew of, of different activities you can jump into. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And we'll definitely link um, like Student Health Center with the like mindfulness resources and like the yeah. Calm Oasis space on the episode description. Cool. Cause I think that's like an awesome resource. And I think too, with COVID, I know like obviously things can't be in person but I think it makes it so much more accessible to do these things virtually too for students or like for people who are like, can't get to campus or I think it's like such a nice thing that it's like pre-recorded too for like those yoga classes, which is nice. Yeah, they happen live. So our instructor does host them live. So you can jump in if those times work for you, but if not, you can always check them out later. Uh, we have a really fun event that I'm excited about coming up next week on Tuesday um, at 1130. We're connecting with Sarah, one of the faculty over at the School of Visual Arts and Design and doing a botanical drawing class. That's gonna be really mindful and intentional. Yeah, you can sign up if you're interested. We'll have some supplies for the first like chunk of folks that um, that register, but it'll be a very intentional art class. Even if you feel like your perfectionist tendencies might kick in a little bit, that's okay. We're, we're here for all of that, so. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, Mac, we might have to take a art class or a yoga class together. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me, Matt. I kind of need it, let's do it. Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on, Justina. Yeah, you're awesome. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was awesome being in a chat with y'all today. Thanks. Yeah, well, thank you for everyone for listening. Hopefully you guys had like a little pick me up in your day whenever you're listening to this with that mindfulness activity. Mm-hmm. But we'll be sure to link um, student health services resources on here as well as the apps that you mentioned, Justina, as well. Make sure to follow us at sip.of.success. That's a long one. 
Um, but we'll link all those resources. But again, thank you so much, Justina, for coming on today. It was great having you. Yeah, thank you, Justina. We appreciate it. Yeah, it was awesome. Have a good rest of the week.